0: This week's episode of the Screenwriters Rant Room is brought to you by avgearguy.com. If you have any photos or documents that you need to scan or videotapes or audiotapes or film rules that you need to import into your computer, check out avgearguy.com. If you mention the name of this podcast, when you order, you'll get 5% off and a portion of your order will go to help support the rant room. All these formats degrade over time and are sitting ducks in the case of fire or theft. Why not convert it all to digital? All of your memories could be stored safely on the cloud or on a hard drive that fits in your pocket. AVgearguy.com has over 30 years of experience with all kinds of media, digital and analog, and they can accept orders from anywhere in the United States. Don't forget to mention the Screenwriters Rant Room and get 5% off your order. For more details, visit their website at avgearguy.com.
1: I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Rant Room.
2: Welcome to the Rant Room. Rant, 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 rant. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, y'all? Two thousand and twenty. Y'all know what it is. Shit. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Little disclaimer, Lisa Bolacar is out today. Don't ask me where she Damn is. It. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. Is ass that-
3: uh, supposed to be in the house is where I supposed <laughs> to be.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, but we got the whole group on today. We got Chris Derrick in the house. What's up, Chris?
0: How you doing? I'm doing good.
2: I'm she just distracted. Off. Got better things. What is there? No, no, <laughs> I, got, I
0: got a weird thing coming in that I had to handle. About I, you know what? I'm doing good. I, I had a, like some good meetings with some TV execs this week. Some, you know, on right. Thursday. I had a good meeting about maybe working on a uh, a horror film with the director and the producer who've done some interesting movies uh, in the horror space, and that's kind of interesting to me because I haven't. You know, I haven't really been a fan of horror films since that. Since the the kind of like slasher porn has been been right. big um, since so, the seventies you know, and eighties. Well, yeah, no, you. you know, since like uh, since like <laughs> Saw, since like Saw. So okay, since yeah. mentioned, he mentioned the type of film that he wanted to kind of do, and it sounded really interesting to me. So you know, there's that. Um, I'm you know I'm fu- you know what. I finally figured out something about where we have... So, like, we're really close, 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 close to finishing up the web series editing. Right. But I got to say... I got to say... This whole thing about, like, people that you're never going to work with again... Mm Mm-hmm. It's just... I know who now never to work with ever. (laughs) This guy... This guy who worked on our project... I mean, this is this the thing about, this is interesting about people in this town.
2: Black like folks, unfortunately.
0: That's
3: yeah, Okay, now. Wow. Was that episode.
0: You can be confident about what you can do, and you can speak about that. Like, oh, yeah, I can do that. In terms of, like, hey, I can write this script, I can act this role, and everything. You know, you use that confidence you have to have. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're below the line personnel and I'm asking you about things that I need as the filmmaker, I don't need you to lie about what you have, about equipment mm-hmm. you have, about the stuff that you can get me. I don't need you to lie about that. And if you actively, if you, if, and, if you, and if you're vociferally, and if you're loud about how you're lying, and, and then comes to the day of the project and the, and the lie is revealed. <laughs> like, what is the problem? you, so you know, this, so so this guy wants to not only be gaffer, uh, the location supervisor. He wants to be the DIT. Now, I'm trying to edit. I'm trying to to set this film up for the colorist to work on. He's mislabeled the takes. He's mislabeled the master takes. What? Oh,
2: By the way, tell tell the audience who don't know what the DIT, the digital input, you know, technician yeah. or whatever. Tell them what it yes, is. Uh, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so basically, the DIT is the person who 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 has to label, and he has to organize. I or she has to organize all the footage that comes off the camera. And right. You might add like a you know like like a slight color grade to it or look whatever, it is, but you got to But you got to organize that so that the rest of the process from everyone, from the assistant editor to the editor, to the post people, to the supervisors, they all can know what material you had. And right. when you end up with someone who has mislabeled footage, who has who who, who made duplicate labels, it, it it just drives you insane. So I spent the last <laughs> week trying to find <clears throat> clips. And I was like, I know we shot this shit because it's in <laughs> the editor.
2: But where's it's the... It's in masters? the script sheet notes. <laughs>
0: nice. <just> <laughs> I'm sitting there having to go through every, to watch every take, to find the take, to find the clip that's that's, that's double labeled. And I was like, really? So, (laughs) you know, that's that's why I was a little distracted, because I was trying to make sure that I was sending stuff off because I'm behind on something. But besides that, I'm doing well. I'm writing some interesting stuff. I finished my essay about... Your skin looks
2: nice right now. I see you. Skin looks yeah, good. Pretty I'm, rich, I'm, what I'm, they call you
0: know, them. I see I'm feeling yeah. wow. much better. I'm, 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 doing the good exercise work. I'm, I'm keeping a good routine while this lockdown is happening because. So really, lockdown
3: has been a boon for you, is what you're
0: saying. It's been a little bit of a boon for me. Right. A little bit of a boon for me. You know, I got
1: some extra money.
0: got some good money. I'll get my car fixed soon. It's as gonna soon as get out of the thing. I'm in good shape. I'm
1: bye
0: bye. What, a, what, a, what about Good. you, right. I, what a,
2: Welcome to the show, Linnell.
4: Hey, how's it going? Good. I've seen y'all since last year. And, oh my god. No lie, no lie. You were busy though. I know, I know. You I've been back busy. and
2: forth to Lennon shit. Yeah. Doing yep. Th-
4: yep. Um, I don't know. What can I say? I, I, I'm similar to Chris. I'm managing the quarantine pretty well. I mean, I'm doing my workouts, mm-hmm. walking. Um this is something we can probably get into as we as sure. we talk on the podcast today but I mean in terms of writing and how much writing should you be doing can you be doing there's a lot happening in the world right. and what I've told myself is like kind of throttle back and set some smaller goals in terms of the writing because everything takes longer to do now just to run mm-hmm. to the grocery store you know, it takes, you can't just zip in and out anymore. You can't, you know, heck, I can't even go to the library and get books to, you know, to research or, you know, do anything for my project. So everything is just a little bit harder right now. So just like be forgiving with yourselves while you're in quarantine. So yeah, if you don't write the next Oscar winning <laughs> script, or you know, maybe, maybe don't really set those expectations for yourself. Just say, hey, this month I'd like to get my outline done. Hey, this month I'd like to get, you know, uh, the Act One written, you know, maybe set smaller goals for yourself. That's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. because I mean, before yeah. the quarantine hit, I, I, I'm not going to get too many too much into the details. But before quarantine even hit, I mean, my life was at rock bottom with a lot of different things I had going on, mm-hmm. um, personally, professionally, and even spiritually. Um, totally plus, guys. you just
2: sold. Plus, you just sold your house, which is the most. Yeah, stressful. yeah. I
4: mean, I literally, you know, I had a house in another part of the country, um, you know, in the St. Louis area that I'd owned for just s- several years and mm. finally I was like you know since I got out of the reserves I'm no longer going back there every so often to be a, re- you know Air Force reservist that I don't need that house anymore so it was just a lot of like doing some repairs I mean everyone anyone who goes through that the home selling mm. process you know how stressful it can be you know and trying to get it ready and then also I was lucky I got it on the market right before the pandemic really shut everything uh, down. Holy shit. If I, if yeah. I, if I waited, you know, maybe even a couple days before putting it on the market, um, no one was looking at houses because everyone was, the social distance went, but I was really lucky that I got it on the market. It, it sold in two days and nice. what well, we closed last month. So, um, you know, um, I'm doing, I'm doing well, like I'm in right. the I'm in the rebuilding recovery phase right now in terms of like figuring out, you know, what, I, where, I, where I want my career to go next what do i want to do that's going to make me happy and what do i want to write that's going to make me happy right. um, yeah and also this pandemic is a time i was just i was in a little yoga session early this morning <laughs> this is a time for everyone to explore feminine energy and that doesn't mm. and everyone has it so don't sit up and say i'm a man i don't have you everyone has <laughs> masculine and feminine energy
3: jeffrey so you masculine have feminine energy on you yeah. That's funny. Oh my god. I, I feel I'm a fifteen year old girl at heart.
4: Listen, the masculine energy has gotten us to the point where we are yelling in the streets about closures. Um we are picking you know, protesting, we're walking around AR fifteen slung over our shoulders, we're oh. acting wild. Oh, the masculine energy says it's a hoax, it's not a problem, whatever. The feminine energy says we need to support each other. We need to look out for each other. Let's take care of our neighbors. Let's take care of the elderly. Let's be in service, like our frontline medical workers are doing right now. So no, I sure. think we need to shift. We need a, a shift in this country because we've been on that masculine energy of like make money, fuck whoever gets in our you know whoever gets in our way, fuck them. Corporations at the top. Let's let us let us be more collaborative, more communal. Let's shift the mentality a little bit into just embrace more of the just more feminine energy. That's that's yeah. where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. Hashtag facts.
0: <laughs> I mean, <for> real. <laughs> what um, have to, you know, Jeff what, what, look, <laughs> before, we talk, before we talk to Jeff, I just have to co-sign on that because I feel like, you know, we've reached a point where, um, you know, people are just tripping because they feel like... I mean, look, particularly in this country, because I was, I've, I've been having this conversation with my brother a lot. I'm kind of like, what's going on is... This old John Wayne type of like rugged individualism shit that's been, that's been in charge of, of the masculine psyche of this country for the last 60, 70 years has this fucking end. It's just, it's, you know, I mean, look, the well, fact that the, 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 planet, the planet is cleaning up like it's the air and the water, mm-hmm. everything like that is, I mean, it's, you know, just because we're all shut down, it's letting you know that it's like we have to make some changes.
4: Well, and also, I mean, if, if you look at it, we have white people in the streets going crazy with signs saying, let me work. I need to go back to work. So you're, the only, you've structured your whole life around the fact that your job is what you are. Your job is not who you are. And right. what's being exposed is you have nothing else outside of this grind, work yourself to the bone until you die. And then... It's also exposing. Y'all don't have any savings to get past a couple of months to to, right. to go through this. That everything no, is just fall, falling apart in your falling apart in your life. So again, it's like, you know, it's just a lot of toxic. You know, I guess my the other thing I'm doing with 2020 is like, um, if you have toxic people in your life or toxic mindset around you, it's time to weed that shit out. All yeah. that shit, has, all that shit has to fucking go right now. It's just like yeah. no turning back. I don't want toxic people yeah. around me. I don't want toxic thought around me. I don't want, I don't want, and I don't want people around me that aren't supportive. Yeah. So it's funny. I was reading and I highly recommend if you're trying to work, even if you don't want to be a TV writer, if you're a writer in this, in, in the film or TV industry, I just picked up and read, um, it took me a while to get to this book, Shonda Rhimes' book, Year of Yes. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up because I'm like, well, fuck, you know, I'm at rock bottom right now. Let me, let me look at someone who has been, you know, done, you know, took over Thursday nights and has done really well in this business that I'm trying to move forward in. Mm-hmm. So I read her book and what was most surprising about it was she had, even at her height, where she's got Grey's Anatomy on the air, scandals on the air, she had people around her in her circle who were fucking toxic, who were mm-hmm. not supportive of her, who, were to- who wanted money from her, who were, who were talking about her behind her back. And I was like, even her. So it's everywhere. It doesn't matter what level you're at. You will have people in your life that it's like, okay, this is not working for me anymore. Mm-hmm. This person is either exhausting me, draining me, bringing either too much masculine energy where it's like about money, about power, about mind control, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. If you do anything in twenty twenty, other than survive, because we're in the damn apocalypse. Get all this shit <laughs>
3: out
4: of your life and move forward.
3: Agreed. I agree. We're just spewing the facts today. Hashtag, 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 facts. <laughs> what, what about
2: you, Jeff? Though, what you've been, how have you been holding up the, over there at the house? Yeah. Well, uh,
3: I have three underlying conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, so my wife put me on lockdown about a week and a half, maybe two <laughs> weeks before everybody else started freaking out. So yeah. I've been in the house mostly for about a month and a half now. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm in better shape than I was for a while, forced to look after myself in a way that I haven't really been paying attention to for quite some time. Well, you look like you um,
2: 15 pounds lighter again. I like it.
3: About pretty. to be pretty. I can't, I get think- ready, y'all. Soon <laughs> both, <come> on. <laughs> uh, I decided to be an actor again. Uh, I got p- pushed into being that. Are you so ready? I don't know what that's Well, I don't know what that's going to turn into necessarily, it's more of a mental choice, but um, working with the Bespoke Plays Group, uh, I ended up having to take the role because uh, one of the actors, we don't pay, right? It's just play readings, you don't make any money. Um, And one of the actors got a great job and had to run off to Chicago like basically the night before a show, so I had to take the job. And I hadn't been on stage in any capacity in the last year, 20 years wow. and uh i really liked it uh, uh, i don't know what that's going to turn into because you can't really be an executive producer on the show and be an actor somewhere else yeah, but yeah. um <laughs> scout plays out but i definitely liked it so i'm going to try to do more of it maybe some voice stuff i don't know okay. uh, so this is uh, funny
0: because i remember jeff was protesting about this recently he was like, I will to act again. I will to act again. Don't, don't tell me to go on stage. Don't no, but Chris, again. you yeah. and I
4: went and saw his play last year when he was yeah. on, he was yes. on stage. That, was, saw that it. was great. That
3: it was
1: great. So I had a good time, and you were great.
3: But you know, what Lanelle yeah. was saying, setup. That's not what it's about. But uh, what Lanelle was saying is that part of the reason I stopped acting was I was literally surrounded in every aspect of life by toxicity, and so. I, I'm I'm very much the wolf chewing off their leg to get out of the trap. I don't give a fuck. As soon as I feel like you know right, it's time to get out of this craziness, I will I will hit that ripcord and jump. You know I don't care. But that was 20 years ago. Things are different. I have surrounded myself with folks like you. Um, it is literally a mirror image, a night and day image from the kind of people that are in my life now to the way I felt at that time. So maybe it's time. You know, I'm not going to be playing those kind of roles, and I'm playing no Uncle Phil, so I don't know what there is out there for a brother <laughs> like me. But, um, rest in peace, by the way. But um, Otherwise, I've been doing a lot of writing. Um, I've been doing a lot of comic book stuff. I'm doing a shitload of drawing. I really up my art game. Um, it turns out the more you do something, the better you might get yeah, at it. Yeah. How, how exciting is that? Um, I'm doing a bunch of comic book things, some of my own stuff, some really big stuff. Uh, that uh, hasn't been announced yet, so I can't say what it is, but fun stuff, a uh, bunch of prose, short stories we were talking about before we started. I One of the things you don't realize, and people keep telling me to stop doing this, but I don't know how to stop doing it, is I spent my whole life as a freelancer, which means you have job insecurity pretty much all the time, yep. and I think every every writer, every actor, probably every director is certainly in touch with this notion of, I've got this great gig, and about halfway through the gig, it's like, well, that might be it for this year. What else am I going to You know, you, you do your whole I've been in the art since I was 13 years old, so I've had that job insecurity vibe sort of built into me, and I took a lot of what Hollywood would consider to be small gigs at a time when, it was pre, pre-virus, obviously, it was almost two years ago, year and a half ago, um, where I thought oh my god I don't have any work so mm-hmm. let me say yes to all these things let me look up some people and see if they got anything and I got a bunch of what we would describe as small contracts mm-hmm. um, which watch what you guys is, that uh, would be staggered over a year eight month period to get me through to the next round of staffing right? and then I got this really nice gig on, on the ghost show god bless Courtney Courtney Camp and the Kempire love them all um, but um, once once you get a job at that level I was now co-EP on a show that's everything you can't do anything else you literally and all the little contracts were great grace, gracious enough to sort of let me push them to the end like instead of coming in first I can come in last basically uh, with my deliveries but that all happened over the last month and a half so I've been basically writing short stories after short stories after short stories up until 3 a.m. for the last week, two weeks, and prior to that, you no, know, and uh, uh, trying to not lose my shit looking at how our country is behaving so poorly when we could be stepping up. Um, hey, I don't Jeff, know, let
2: me interrupt you for a second. You were there saying, I and I don't mean to get personal with, with what you have going on or anything, um, you were saying, you, so you haven't been outside are you are you going oh, out? Front? I mean, walking the dog I'm
3: a little bit. Um, I walk the dog a little bit, like, but very restricted compared to the long ranging walks we used to take. I wear one of those um, uh, extreme masks because I cannot, I cannot risk that. Um, An Extreme like,
0: mask? You mean like a ninja mask?
3: Is that what you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> <No, right. laughs> <laughs> I, I forget the story. The N ninety whatever. N ninety five mask. Yeah. filter thing in it like people looking at you funny but i'm like i don't know you people i'm i'll tell you what if it's up to me and there's a zombie apocalypse you better stand next to me because i'll be here right <laughs> i will be here all right i'm not worried about whether the. come i wrote this one it's up on my twitter right now california can open los angeles can open the usa can open until they got a fucking vaccine there's nothing, there, what you were just saying, there's no job in the world that's worth my life. There's no show. There's no person. There's nothing that is going to make me step outside and risk. I have diabetes. Uh, hopefully, I won't be. I'm uh, overweight. Uh, I've managed high blood pressure. All of these things are cofactors. Plus, I'm black. So if I present at an emergency room with conditions, odds are, what, 50-50 right now that I survive the experience. Just because they look at me and go, ah, negligible. We don't need any more black guys. We got enough black guys. <laughs> to, this old guy got some money falling out of his pockets. Right. So I can't afford any of that. I, I live defensively, I drive and live defensively. So um, I take this seriously, but it's also not affecting me as badly as other people who are more. Um, One of the things you're seeing is that a lot of people's whole life is about being able to go to the bar or the club or the movies or whatever, those distractions that we build for them, a lot of those things that we build for them, and when those things are denied, they start to lose their shit. But the nature of our job is solitude, a good portion of the day.
4: Or it's also, these people are unaccustomed to having anything be denied to them. They live in a certain headspace where... You know, I am entitled to what I want, when right. I want it, and how dare you True. tell me otherwise. Right. So that's also the other reaction of like, oh, you can't, you can't uh, uh, infringe on my freedom. Right.
2: You right. know, that mentality.
0: Well, 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 see, that's the thing about where our country is out of control is that we have no, there's no sense of discipline in the country. It's like, I, it's <laughs> like I, want, I, I just want what I want. Yeah, I want it now and everything like that. And, and you know, like I was talking to, talking to some friends of mine who live in Barcelona, just talking about the differences, you know, and the level of like lockdown there is a lot stronger than what it is here, but they're okay with it. They're mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, because I, they have a concept rejoicing. of
4: the good of the many. That's why in some of the Asian cultures, like in South Korea and China, they have this concept of the community must come first. So I will sacrifice myself and, you know, right. my my own liberties because I believe in the greater good. But here right. we have the opposite. The individual is always paramount. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not some socialist, you know, out here ranting and, or communist, and, you know. <laughs> well, that's really.
3: the first thing I think. When I think of Linnell, I think socialism.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, 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 I am all
4: in favor of capitalism, but capitalism gone too far, anything gone too far extreme is, will destroy you.
1: So, right. I
4: feel, again, going back to my point in the beginning about the feminine energy, if you in if, today's Mother's Day, of all things, your mother puts someone else before themselves constantly. Almost, you know, their, her entire life is my baby, my kid, my, you know, always sacrificing for others. So the problem we're having in the country right now is people, you know, and why some other countries like you mentioned in Barcelona and over in, in some Asian countries, they're, they're getting past this because they're like, I have to now. Um, the greater good comes for the need of the, what is the Star Trek phrase? The need yeah, of the,
3: the, the many outweighs the needs the of the few neither. or the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this is this speaks very close to something I've been, I'm not a good enough writer. I'm not a mature enough person to write what I would want to write about this. But it's been something I've been it's been in my head for quite a while, which is the concept of we. It's right there in the Constitution. I believe it's the first word in the preamble is we, the people. Um, the, the problem that I see and I think, and if you read my Twitter feed, you will see that I've, I fluctuate between being like, we can do this, we got this if we just stick together. And you know what? Fuck it, we're done. We're cooked. Yes.
1: Right. But we've been cooked <laughs> for a while.
3: The virus is sort of like, it doesn't matter. But the concept of we, is really what it boils down to. What you're describing in those other countries is, if you look at a country like New Zealand, which apparently has eradicated this virus because they hit hit the ground fast and everybody did what they needed to do, mm-hmm. um, or even uh, and uh, a female South leader Korea.
4: over there. They have a female <laughs> president, or prime minister, I'm just saying, I'm "Just shiningly.
3: saying." <laughs> she crushes, by the way. I love her. They have one school shooting. She's like, all right, you know what we gotta do. I'm like, we're already ahead of you. No more automatic weapon. <laughs> Good. Keep up. I was like, go New Zealand. You're so attractive. Um, but um we. When they look at their population, it's not as heterogeneous as ours is. Um, when you look at South Korea, it's mostly South Koreans, like there's like 5% of everybody else. Uh, all the countries that have done very well, their concept of we is based in tribe, right? America's based, how do I say this right? Our tribe is an intellectual tribe, is a tribe of choice. Their tribes are tribes of, gen, gen, of genes, they have genetic tribes. They look around and if you look at Korean movies, for instance, everybody's Korean. Like, they don't think about it, right? Um, when we look at our movies, somebody's going to get mad if you shoot a shot of New York and there are not enough Puerto Ricans and not enough right. black people and right. enough Asian people because that's not the New York they live in. New York doesn't look like that. But if you shoot Seoul and everybody's Korean, nobody in the world is going to blink because it's right. Most of the people are Korean. So when they think we, they fucking mean it. If we think we, it's always qualified, right? When I say we, Who am I talking about? I want to be talking about all Americans, but fuck those motherfucking Nazis. They can go. Mm. Right? Um... And some people Trump say supporters we. But we the, 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 it's not just Nazis. Trump supporters, Trump supporters can go. They can all go. <laughs> I mean, it's closer. Trump supporters. I have people that used to be friends of mine that will never be friends of mine again because of their support of that monster that's killing us. And I'm not, there's no policy. am not coming back from that. Oh, I was high. I don't know why. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuckity fuck it, fuck. Fuck 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 you for life. You're never getting back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you fucking
0: should have known.
3: Right. Could have known. He told. Totally no, no, they did, they he did
4: know. They did know. They did not,
3: not care. It's closed. None of that. I was just talking to somebody. Really, he's like, well, you know, some people went for the like economic, the economics, and I'm like, no, they didn't. If everything Trump had promised had come true, those motherfuckers would be wearing those red armbands and watching us all off in cars going off to work camps, happy because they go to McDonald's. Right. Okay. Fuck <laughs> so, wow. you. Fuck, if you think I'm happy and smiling, it's because we're at a movie. Do not approach, okay? If I find out your ass voted for Trump and you're bleeding out in the street and I'm the only one who needs to call the ambulance, your ass is dying, okay? (laughs) You will There's no legal obligation for me to help you, and guess the fuck what? Okay, so let's get that straight. But that makes me wrong. That makes me a bad American, right? America is about we. The entire culture is based on that first word in the Constitution, we, the people, right? We don't do that. Everybody's been conditioned to factionalize. Everybody's been conditioned to, and some of it rightly so. Black people had to. You forced us to fucking factionalize because you kept a boot on our necks for 250 fucking years. So what are we supposed to do? just smile and go, okay, sir. Fuck that! That was a myth that you guys also put out. That we ever did that in the first fucking place. We never did that. From day one, we never did that. Asian people try to be quiet, try to fit in, not make any ripples. What did that get them? Right now, Asian Americans are facing shit because of the bullshit. Ch- coronavirus started in China. Let's say it did. What does that have to do with Bob Chang who lives in my fucking block? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. right? Gay people, Latin people, gay Latin people, mm-hmm. right? Gay blind Latin people. Like all these people that we consider marginalized, they're the fucking me. That's most of humanity falls into these categories. Right? So we've got, what, pushing up If you count prior to the the advent of the United States, you can't because there's no constitution for that. But once the constitution is written and ratified and we sign off on it, we're basically agreeing to this conceptual tribe, right? We're not doing genetic tribe anymore. We're doing conceptual tribe. If you agree with this, you're in the tribe. See this thing? The sign over the door. You see that shit? Do you agree with that? Sign this paper. You get here today, you could have been here 400 years, you're equal. We we don't think like that, we don't play like that. Everybody wants a little extra, everybody wants a little special set aside. Everybody, and what they call our, what we're asking for is equality, they're like, you want special treatment. No, we want equal fucking treatment. Women want equal fucking treatment. Mm-hmm. Equal. Well,
4: I want, to I, be I, I want, I want a, a black man to be able to go jogging and not be gunned down in the street and then also when I'm reading the comments on Twitter and it's like, well, he should have followed commands. It's like, so you live in a world, white person, where you feel like you can approach any black person on the street and command them and we're supposed to um, obey. Uh, this, is, this is the yeah. headspace that you're, that you're in, that you're going to come yeah. at to him with rifles and you think he's not going to be afraid or keep running or try and get away from you. And, then, and they're right. not uh, abide by your command. Who are you to command him? That's the, that's the mindset I can't quite wrap
3: my mind around. That hasn't happened to me. Where some random white person has not at some point approached me and asked me what I was doing in a particular place. Or, uh, you know, could you do this thing for me? Not in a nice, like, I need help kind of way. But, like, my whole life has been that. And I'm not by any means alone. <laughs> and there's no we there.
2: Has Matthew, has anybody Matthew, seen the new Michelle Obama uh Becoming? No, no. It's
0: it's on my cue to watch today. It's good. It's there's, there's,
2: there's, there's a moment in there where she talks about when they when they moved into the White House and um you know, they have butlers and they're all black and Latino, you know, the maids and everybody, and they were full on tuxedos like they did in the movie The Butler. And she's like I cannot have my kids see this. So she changed the dress code. She's like, I can't have my kids seeing grown people who look like their uncles and their grandfather and whatever dressly. And they're going to interpret that that's what that is. So so she made it a much more casual look in the White House for all the servants. You know, I think that's a big move, you know, to do things like that. No, I think it's (laughs) bold.
0: Yeah, well, you know, look, I I mentioned this before. There's this book I read, it, but well, I think everyone should read. It's called, um, uh, it's called uh, Winners Take All, and it's about, and the subtitle is The Charade of the Elites Like Saving the World. He's mm. basically talking about how, he, 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 you know, these like like everyone rich, you know, like they 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 feel good doing good, not realizing that because they got all that money they're part of the problem. But he talked about this thing, this really great concept that he calls the banality of inattentiveness. He's basically saying that these people don't see the issue with what's going on with the people who are marginalized because it's not part of their sphere. And it's kind of okay. like everybody who's mm-hmm. in the White House ahead of this. Mm-hmm. Post, you know, you know, you know, like post-civil rights should know well, should have been thinking. I can't have black people dressing like this. I can't have them like like dressed like some servant from Downton Abbey. Because right. number one, this is not fucking like some landed gentry type of shit, you know. Right. Modern Yeah. Yeah. Right.
4: Well, it no. took a black woman actually being in the White House as the first lady to to really observe that and be like, "This is a problem. Now let's change it." Yeah. We had not had a black woman in the White House up until her. So all the yeah. other. White first ladies are looking at this like, oh, this is the natural order of things. You know, black and brown people yeah. put these outfits on and they service, this is what I'm accustomed to, this is what's in my world. Um, you know, I mean, the tribalism also is fostered by this thing called Fox News that people are watching. Fox News, which then leads <laughs> them onto you know, the inter- internet into these different conspiracy theories. This is these, a, the Info this wars. Is um, so again, the, so when they watch this, the discussion really isn't about marginalized people or other groups. The discussion is about how we as, as white middle America predominantly or Southern American people are being affected by um, how we're being wronged, how we're being attacked, how there's crime. It's a lot of fear and things that foster fear and things that foster hate amongst, amongst the white
3: community. That is correct and I feel people talk about Donald Trump, I'm one of them, um, as being probably the worst thing that hit this nation since Pearl Harbor, but uh, the, the Roger Ailes should be roasting in hell for the rest of all of our lives, all eternity, for creating, and, and Rupert Murdoch, too, by the way, for creating Fox News, because it isn't news, it's news-flavored product, and it's, shaped like news it looks like news but it is a straight-up propaganda arm which lies in a toxic way it should be discontinued because it is false advertising it is breaching the government it is not an actual news outlet it perfectly fine free speech wise right you can have an editorial say whatever the hell you want that's Breitbart or Breitbart whatever the fuck that's also not news but they're allowed to do that but to pretend that it is the equal or even equivalent to actual news and to be allowed to get away with that, that is also a function of sort of white um, privilege. Mm-hmm. Because on a certain basic level, this is why, by the way, I don't tell jokes about Donald Trump, I don't laugh about Donald Trump, I don't find anything funny about a motherfucker trying to choke me to death. I don't find that amusing. Uh, I don't find cancer fucking amusing. I, I, I mean, I guess amongst cancer patients, they should be allowed to joke about it, but me, that shit's terrifying scary because it could kill me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's Fox News Fox News is not fucking funny those motherfuckers are doing as much damage if not more than the Civil War and World War II did to the United States and it's a soft, easy slow acting, maybe even pleasant for some people, poison but it's cyanide and you see the effect Trump doesn't exist, he doesn't get to run without that network priming the pump the idea that this nation took seriously birtherism, that, well, let's discuss, why? Why are we discussing some bullshit like that, right? Now, I, I don't have any particular religious beliefs. I'm not an anti-theist. I think there's a difference between an anti-theist, which is a person who's basically went through faith, got hurt by it, and now hates all versions of faith. I don't hate any of that. And an actual atheist people like me, were simply born, I don't have a God space in my my brain. There's no chip for that to fit into for me. Okay? <sighs> but, uh, there is a... Oh, I lost it. Um, I'm sorry. we are going to have to cut this long, long gap. Um, well, this shit's been on my mind a lot. The... The, the Roger Ailes creating this thing, uh, uh, turning Fox News and what it is. Um, oh, that's what it is. They used to have this argument between evolution and and creationism. right? The creationists are like, we should have debates. The evolutionists are like, w- what's, the, what's the debate? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? So they created this phrase, I forget the guy's name, called teach the controversy. This is a fact. You can look up this phrase and you'll see what it is. We know we have no leg to stand on, right? Evolution is a fact. It's look, just you know like sickle cell anemia is a fact. Evolution is a fucking fact. Okay? There's no debate to be had. The the, the particulars we go brought around about. Did this jump start here or did this thing influence that? That's going to go on until we have a pure fossil record. But evolution is a fact. Creationists don't like that. It flies in the face of everything they found their lives on. So they want to have this debate. Why? Because it elevates them, right? If I stand on a stage with, let's say, Carl Sagan and whoever the preacher du jour is, right, uh, saying, you know, throwing a Bible around, it automatically makes the conversation equal. It makes what you think just an opinion and what I think an opinion and let's debate it out. But a bullet isn't an opinion, a rocket ship is not an opinion. A plane is not an opinion. Your TV is not a fucking opinion. The fact that black people have a higher rate of uh, sickle cell anemia because of the mosquito malaria population in our African ancestors, right? Sickle cell anemics don't get malaria at the same rate that the general population does. Why? Evolution, right? Those are the people that survived all these mosquito malaria outbreaks in these countries. So they're relatively immune. Right. You don't want to talk about that, but you want to have the talk, and you want to have it as pu- publicly as possible. right? You want angry person over here shaking a Bible, an angry person over here sh- shaking origin of species, and then you can go back to your people and say, see, equal, these guys are just wrong right. because they want to teach the controversy when there isn't one. There is no fucking controversy. Donald Trump is an evil, sadistic dupe of the Russian... Uh, 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 <laughs> What do you call it? Um, a Secret Service, uh, intelligence arm, right? KGB. The KGB, the or whatever they're calling it now, right? Okay. Uh, uh, Vladimir Putin was the head of their CIA. He is the definition of a fucking cold warrior, right? These are facts. This is not a debate. This nothing we lean back on, right? But. The People who can lean back have the luxury because they feel like whatever happens, it's not going to touch me, right? Whatever, Trump can be president. You guys are so mad. Why are you so mad? He's just one more bad president. All presidents are the same. Really? Okay. A whole lot of people dying right now because all presidents are not the same from sickness that they should not be dying from. I'm yep. not even talking about the border wall. Hey, I'm not even talking about in, 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 people incarcerated in concentration camps because they happen to be brown. Right, and not a whole lot of Scandinavian people in those fucking c- concentration camps are there. Not rounding up Norwegians who are here illegally or fucking white Canadians who are here illegally. Not rounding overstay, them up.
4: Overstay their visas. They overstayed Five students years. all the time. Right. All the time.
3: Right. These are facts. These are not up for debate or opinion or whatever, but if you have the luxury of none of it mattering to you directly, yeah, let's have a chat show about it. <clears throat> Let me ask That's you a question. Good. Sorry,
2: let me, let me interrupt you, but let me ask you a question just bringing it back to writing a little bit. Was, ah, so, <laughs> No, 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 don't uh, sure, mind. fucking fault. No, no, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. We're called the rant room for a reason. We go off on rants about shit, so you went off on a rant. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but, sorry. Hey, don't, don't be sorry. You know, we're, Somebody might get some game from that, so that, that's what I care about. Um, so, trip. Just bringing it back to writing for a second, in regard to this, this time we're in, you just said something that made me say it, that's all. You were talking about the, 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 the time we're in and the, 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 it was something, and I said, and I was thinking about, Chris and I were talking the other day on the previous podcast about, do we want, as writers, do we want to start seeing, because I'm starting to see them already. I've read, since this has been going on for two months, I've read 34 scripts. and Wow. Five, Five of them have been about this, this situation we're in right now with the, with the, with the COVID-19. And I'm already... I'm this, now, now, we don't know how long this is going to go on. So it, what, here's, here's, this is the way I want to describe it. It reminds me of... I haven't written a spec script in probably four years, maybe five. I think the last one I wrote was Walking Dead, right? Like season two. You so, mean a, spec, uh, of an exist- as a spec, spec of an existing show. show.
4: Okay, a difference I'm from a writing a spec show. feature, okay.
0: Wait, 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 if we, so wait, thank wait, you for wait, that. You wait, here, re- so, so what it about, feels like to me, what? I was gonna say, the scripts you've read, are, are they 33 spec scripts or 33 original pilots? Both. Okay, 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 keep going.
2: So, so, so out of the 34 scripts I have read, at least six of them, have had the COVID 19 storyline theme something in them right so what i'm what it reminded me of what i why i was talking about the spec script as a tv show was it, re, it felt like a spec script for me where you guys know you've written a spec script they only last a couple months because by the time season next season comes out they pretty much wrote that storyline you've already you thought was so original you know what I mean They've, they've covered something that, that that covers that So it feels like to me I don't think people should even be Talking about in, in in stories For me because I don't think it's going to last Very long it, it, assuming we get Out of it assuming we get out of it, it The legs aren't going to be long enough
3: I think it's just too obvious Like I, obviously Everyone's jumping on that why would you be one More why would you write one more of it
4: is, is, well, I mean, look, is, is that I mean, the thing that keeps you up at night? You know, did you have, did you have this idea before the pandemic started? You right. know, was that the thing burning in you to write, you know, last year or six months ago or whatever? I mean, I, I feel like a lot of times, and I had, I had this conversation with one of my UCLA classmates the other day, because he was sort of chasing what he thought the market wanted. And I always oh, tell him, yeah. do, not, do not ever do that. Write what the hell connects to what what's really burning up, burning you up inside. Get that out on the page and stop worrying yeah. about what the market might dictate. Because when you're in the trenches, you know, after you've written a thing and it's a couple years later and you're still trying to get it made or whatever, what's going to get you to continue to go to the meeting, to drive the car, to go across town, to meet with someone, to have the coffee, whatever, is because you really had this thing burning inside you the whole time if it was just something you were chasing because it's the, it's the trend du jour or whatever the p- pandemic is you know currently the, the the topic on everyone's mind so you decide to write a script about it now that thing you're not going to have the hustle you you're not going to be able to get out of bed every morning and fight for that thing to get made you're just not because it's not right. it's not the organic thing that really was moving you right yeah, well, That's yeah right. Well,
0: well, this is interesting right because i it i I was thinking about this when we were talking about the last time here. I was like, you know what? There were so <laughs> many movies that came out, and they still come out uh-huh. uh, about World War II. Uh, sure. But but the thing about it is, is that World War II was such a different kind of like it's a different animal than this pandemic because of because of what because of the, because of like the ideology behind it. I kind of feel like this pandemic thing is going to be like, you know, like the Korean War. Very few films about the Korean War that came out, and they're okay. they're seeing now. You know, and they're,
3: they're mostly like, really about Vietnam.
0: Yeah, like they're using yeah.
3: the Korean War as a proxy for Vietnam.
0: They, they use the allegory <laughs> now, now. But if, but then it's like I keep hearing people talk about well, every day three thousand people are, are are dying. It's the same as people who died on nine eleven. And nine eleven not that many movies about actual 9-11. A few came out, like, you know, three or four came mm-hmm. out afterwards, but there was so many more, and they still come out about how society was affected post-9-11. Patriot right. Act, all that kind of shit like that. Because yeah, yeah, know, yeah. You know, and we don't know what the world's going to look like after this lockdown, this thing's going on, but the, but the thing is, is that, you know, there was one movie where the outbreak came out, you know, about this kind of pandemic things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, pe- people know, I mean, there's, but the Ebola stuff is happening all the time. There's a stuff with Zika from, t- from, t- from two years ago that, that you know, that, that didn't really, like, make it into the zeitgeist. It's just affecting how people are thinking now. But it's just like, but it's just like, you know, I think it's just like what, like what Linnell said. It's, 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 it. It can't be affecting you that much. I mean, unless your father died of Ebola. A couple, couple well, of and, and, and
4: things. Well, and that's how you incorporate into your script. Like like those post 9 11 movies, well. what we've seen with post 9 11, or what I've seen, is that they incorporate in their material. Like if it's set in New York, you say, My dad was a firefighter who died yeah. in 9 11. And so yeah, that, right. that is something it's that personal. tracks through, tracks through right. the script. Exactly. So you could do the same thing. Don't write a whole, I, I would, you know, if, if you're dying to write a pandemic script, then by all means, go ahead and do it. But if it's not, but you still want to reflect. Um, the the tension that we're all living under, you know, the sort of stress and, and the, the different age that we're in. Talk about, hey, I, my mom was a nurse, you know, who worked, you know, a medical character who's on yeah. the front lines. Or, you know, I mean, have it be one of these um, uh hospital workers and scrubs out there standing against protesters against shit thrown at them i mean there's yeah. things you can incorporate into your piece that don't have to be all about the pandemic but sure, could be I'll... certain aspects of it that you could bring in or the fact that you know food, food bank lines are long as hell right now i mean you want to talk about right. let, let's talk about a family that can't feed itself there's other things that you can you know talk about in the pandemic other than zombie apocalypse and everyone dying and all the you know the horror aspects of that, but think about well, well, different characters see, you could have that weave in to the to the well, narrative.
0: Right. Now, see that's something, you, that's, something you, that's something you a great point you made now about the food banks. And it ties back to what you're saying earlier about is your you know, people aren't people haven't created the the lifestyle that they have any savings. <laughs> and, and and it's kinda like, you know, you should and that's a comment on what our society has done to people. That is, you know, that you know, that to me is a story that I would want to see. Like, hey, capitalism, capitalism, capitalism has been running amok. Here's how it is: like churning people's lives up to mulch. And By also way, keeping
4: up, keeping up with the Joneses has run us amok too. Because what yeah. I know is, and again, I was living in the Midwest for quite a long time before, and I just told you I sold my house there. I was living in the Midwest for quite a long time. I worked with a lot of people who made decent incomes. We're talking you know up uh, like upper you know 90k 100 110k 100 that goes I know that doesn't go far in LA but in the mm-hmm. midwest that can get you you're living comfortable yeah, you so people it. still yeah. for whatever right. reason would see Bobby Bobby and his wife bought a boat I need to buy a boat Right. Sally and her husband bought an RV. I need to buy an RV. They, I would watch them. It would never fail. I watch these people I work with constantly buying these things. Well, do you fish? Why are you getting a boat?
2: Because <laughs> they're trying to
4: keep up with the Joneses next door. They feel like this is the American dream, how much stuff I have. This is what it means to be an American. It's like I, have, I go yeah, out buy
3: things and I
4: put myself in debt just to get these things. Mm-hmm. Again, if we could get away from constant... Yeah, and, and I'm speaking to someone who, who did a huge purge because I had a lot of shit in this house I just sold. Like I had, you know, years of my Air Force career. I don't know how many different pairs of combat boots I had in the damn house. <laughs> combat boots for, I had desert combat boots. I had black leather. I had Arctic winter boots. I had, you know, it was just like different colors, the tan, the olive. I was like, I had boots for like just coming out of the, coming out of everywhere. You know, and you
2: haven't worn them in years, right?
4: <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I was a reservist up until last year. So I was wearing one pair up until last oh, okay. year. I okay. just had, you know, you just have all this stuff and I had different mm-hmm. uniforms for different things. Like, yeah, if we ever go to war with Antarctica, I'm freaking ready. Right. You know, so uh, speaking of someone who did the the
3: burger. Antarctica going to win that one. It's <laughs> already like, okay, winning.
4: Yeah. Because, you know, what? I would never see a polar bear. I'd see a polar bear and be like, "Oh, little penguins, you know? The polar bear's up north, and the, and the penguins are in the north. Anyway, but yeah, thinking someone who's the perp, finally realized, we all have too much shit, we all have too much stuff, and in the end of the day, what does it all matter? It's hmm. stuff. Can't Take It With Us, you know, that old play that I know Jeff really loves is a, is a play. R- you to-
1: R- R- I love that play.
4: I love that one. It's awesome. And that's a play worth reading for all you know screenwriters. If you're looking for plays to read, You Can't Take It With You is great.
3: to, to talk about great. remake. There's plenty of performers now. Make that movie. Let's oh, go yeah. make
4: that movie. Yeah. yeah, But just talk about we all have too much stuff. And wh- what is that saying about us? Like, we think we're these things. You know, that's why a lot of these protesters are out here saying, I got to go back to work because I need to keep getting the things. Mm. The things yeah. are not you. Um, your family, the, your community, your tribe that you belong to, that's the shit we need to return to, and that's what matters. That, that's what dawned on me as I was throwing out another bag full of, like, you know, I don't know what, clothes or whatever, some shit that I bought. I thought I needed, I need, you know.
2: Here's
3: a perfect that- example of the uh, Lakota suit. I just read an article about them. Uh, one, uh, many of the, um, if not all of the uh, Native American casinos, th- they've shut down. They're like, everybody go home. There's a primary source of income for these micro-nations within our nation. And they're like, fuck that. Close that shit. Everybody stay the fuck home. There's not enough of us left to play with this shit. Right. right? The Lakotas, too, I think, in one of the Dakotas are like, um, yeah, we're going to be doing checkpoints, Nobody's coming on the res uh, unless they have real business or family here. You ain't come here for fun, and you're not passing the fuck through unless we clear you of coronavirus. And the governor's like, you can't do that, blah, 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 blah. We're going to sue you, and there's a federal It's like, Mm. these are sovereign Sovereign territories. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of the griping that we have done over the decades, over the centuries, we literally genocidally wiped out these people, and they are doing everything they can do to... Uh, hold on to what they've little that they've got. And even now, right now, today, the U.S. government is like, no, fuck you. And I'm like, that's not we. That's not we. That's not we. Everything you're saying is exactly right. And you've enlisted. Like, I was raised by a soldier. Um. We is a very powerful concept, but it also requires a certain amount of giving something up. I have to be able to look at that Trump voter bleeding out in the street and help them.
4: No, no, no.
1: (laughs) You, you. Well, yes, ultimately, you.
4: that's the goal. That's the, an enlightened being in Buddhism. We talked about this all the time. And ultimately, in the the goal, if you truly are on the path towards enlightenment, is that you can have compassion for everybody. But that right. takes work. True. That takes right. years of study and training and work. Like mm-hmm. I mean, what I feel. Like, that's hard. You're right.
3: If you're going to truly have it in your, let's call it a soul, you're right. But I'm a big believer in let's start by actually doing stuff let's do the actions you don't have to believe in the actions behave as if we're we you don't have to really believe but you can go home and be a clansman mm-hmm. if that's what you need to do <laughs> uh, 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 you, you saw know? that in
4: San- santi california in the grocery store we're in
3: oh, yeah. the clan wow. I mean,
4: that. oh,
3: yeah, Cal- um, let's maybe just agree in public out in the public space we are we if we have internal fights over race, over gender, over any of that stuff. Those are internal fights. Anytime anything or anyone comes to us and says, well, you know, you motherfucking Americans, all our heads should swivel like a pack of fucking rabid dogs. Like, did anybody ask you? (laughs) Klansmen, gangsters, right? Uh, uh, Everyone in La La everybody, all arguing. As soon as some outside force, be a virus or an entity, says, "Well, here's what we think about you, Americans. We should all swivel like." Was anyone talking to you? <laughs> and then back out wherever. There is no we until there is a we. There, there's nothing. Right. This consumerism is because there's nothing at the core. There used to be something at the core. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I got a rant argument about. Um, all these diehard, let me not jump on the Trump people. Let me jump on some Bernie people right now. All these crazy <laughs> dead end Bernie Sanders, right? Fuck it. I'd rather burn it down than let Joe Biden get in there. Right. Okay. Right. Like, you, then you're American and you're not a person, whatever. But the reason it really burns me up is that during World War II, and I actually looked it up to make sure I posted it before I looked it up because I was like, this must be true. It is fucking true. Um, shitloads of black people and brown people, and they didn't even classify brown people as non-white at that time. Shitloads of those people who weren't even a visible minority, weren't even considered anything, but kind of white, well, you're not black, you're white. Like that, but still getting the shit for being spics in the real world. Mm. They signed up. They signed up to go fight. They signed up from fucking um, Georgia and Mississippi, right? They signed up to go fight because there was something bigger. It wasn't like everything was great at home. They still had this shit that we read about and make movies about now. They still had Jim Crow. They still had all that shit, all those lynchings, all that shit was going on, and they still signed the fuck up because there was something worse. There was something bigger. There was something that made us we. Have to go deal with this. We'll table that shit. We'll handle it when we get back. And just maybe. Oh it is. I'm just a person while we're doing this. Maybe some of that'll come. Let's see. It breaks my breaks my heart.
4: Well, we're all chipper and, and, and
3: <laughs> happy today. What an inspiring podcast. Well, but this, we're the writers, we're the artists, we're the ones that contrive some of this, right? Don't write about the, 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 the sort of paranoia of the fucking pandemic. What Chris is pointing out, write about, and you also write about the other thing. There's a of people, I always say this, and then I'll shut the fuck up about this because I'll go off on forever. When you saw those towers coming down on TV, as most of us did, and there was just raw footage coming from cell phones and everybody was just posting up whatever, and all that smoke was coming up those streets in New York City, normal people were running from that shit. Like, damn, what the fuck? It's like a Godzilla movie. What is happening? They were running. But occasionally, one or two people in that crowd, if you go and find that footage, were running into the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. We're not first responders, quote-unquote. These were not professional people. These were just people. What they were hearing, which we couldn't hear because there's no sound in a lot of this stuff, somebody was screaming or they saw something as the smoke was coming. And without thinking, they ran into it to help. Tell that fucking story. I agree with you.
4: Or, you know, um, here's another idea. I, I saw it as I was driving to go to Dunkin' Donuts because that's my only pleasure each week. Not my only <laughs> pleasure each week, but like I go on Fridays. Like they have free donut Fridays, So I make the drive to Dunkin' Donuts and I get, I get a donut. So that's like the one bit of sugar I get to look forward to uh, in the week. You 20. can have a donut a week. That ain't going to get yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Fun. One donut a week. That's what yeah. I do. Um, so anyway, as I'm driving over there, I saw this little girl and her mom and they got their masks on. And the little girl is on a, she's on one of those scooters, those silver scooters that you sort of, you know, you got one foot pushes or whatever. Yeah. But she's, and, she, but she, and she's outside, it's a perfectly sunny SoCal day, but she's got the mask on. And it's like a Friday during the day. And I'm looking at her like, one, she'd normally be in school. And two, she's riding her scooter with this mask. And I kind of looked, and she was maybe, the girl was probably like, you know, seven, eight. I'm really bad at judging the age of the kid, but she's a little mm-hmm. kid. And I'm like, what? In my childhood, did we ever have where I would have a because la- she's gonna have a lasting imprint the rest of her yeah. life on? Yeah. There was a time when I had to go outside and when I was riding my scooter, I had to put a mask on and I had to stay six feet away from anyone else as I was riding my scooter. I don't have anything from my childhood like w- w- from my childhood. It's like certain events: the space shuttle Challenger exploding with Sally Ride or with um, uh, Chris McAuliffe on it, not Sally, right. McAuliffe, but Chris McAuliffe on it you know 911 like, like there were certain events but then they happened and then we were we had we had our emotional you know reckoning within it afterwards but then we moved on this thing is like her day to day has been impacted yeah. in terms of like yeah. i can't play outside the way i used to i can't see my friends i'm on my scooter and i have to suck oxygen through this freaking mask it's like so, I think the impact, first of all, the impact going forward on this generation will be really different because they got pulled out of school. You're doing online things like their, their lives have, like, you know, they're like a part of their childhood has been really sort of flipped on its head. And so, Whoa. that's the state. So, I would, I would if you're going to write something, maybe look at it from a child's point of view or just how their life is just totally different. You know, in terms of dealing with the pandemic, as opposed to talking about the death of the pandemic or anything like that. You could also think about doing something animated, you know, where a child is like having to deal with the loss of the friend, you know, the inside out version of the pandemic. You know, how are you dealing with, you know, everything that's changed around you? You can't see your friends. You can't do any of the normal things you used to do. And you didn't get or you didn't get to graduate kindergarten. There's no kindergarten graduation. You didn't get to you didn't get to do any of the ceremonial things that would normally come. You know.
2: I was I was just thinking about two things. One is, and I can't remember if I talked about this, Chris or not, but my 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 best friend has two kids, and they're they're pretty spoiled, you know. They're very privileged,
3: <laughs>
2: and a week in, the kid, the, their electricity went off because they're you know in the, in the valley and it's hot as fuck out there. Their electricity went off for like three hours. Well, the kids came in tripping about, oh my god, does that mean, is this the end of the world? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was chuckling about it. And what it m- reminded me of was when, when I was a kid growing up in the 70s, you know, I was born in 70s, right? right. Up, what was scary at the time was Bigfoot, you know, the, Man- <laughs> the Manson thing, you know what I mean? There, was sure, lots, chip, there was lots, lots of serial killers. So, but yet... We were outside riding our bikes past dark, you know, helmets, not even thinking about them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it was a total different time. But yet there was a tension of that thing that we see on the news, like, oh, my God, you know, if you go into the mountains, you could be kidnapped by the such and such killer. <laughs> you know, what? It, it was looming for sure. You know, I remember having a fear of thinking about Skelter. you know what I mean so there's, there's a bunch of things that you have in you every generation has their thing but it's, mm-hmm. but I love your point Linnell that the kids today went from having everything mm-hmm. to boom you know, all of a sudden they can't do all those free things they could, you know?
4: and don't let, the wi- don't let the Wi-Fi go down because then they're fucked
2: uh, <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> we're going to riot so this is, this is
4: more like this, maybe for like the kids today how do they figure out how to play outside you know what I mean? In, in a oh, social media. Anyway. Or, or what 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 activities can you do outside? You know, I don't I don't know. But see I think I see
0: to, to to me this it just reminds me of what you know, what like I can't think of any stories told from a child's point of view where, you know, these people who are uprooted by the Great Depression. I mean, like mm. there there is some stuff you see in like Grapes of Wrath. You know, there is some stuff I
3: remember seeing. Heaven's that was Gate? Really? What? was what called? That thing was, was considered. No, no, no. It was called. Wasn't it called Heaven's Gate? It was a big track. It was like it died on arrival, but it's actually a good movie. Oh, Richard yeah, Gere is yeah, in it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah Heaven's yeah. Gate,
4: yeah. Oh, I was going to say A uh, Diary of uh, Anne Frank.
0: Yeah, there's that, you know, I mean, I mean, but but in terms of like, you know, if you think about if you think about the Great Depression, it's coming out of the 20s where everything is so like this explosion of wealth the way that no one had seen it before. And then it gets yanked away. And the stories that we know are these people who are like, you know, it's interesting to see, like, you, you, I mean, like, in terms of like the children of the, the children of their depression. We're teenagers in the Rebel Without a Pause, or or like the Rebel Without a right, Pause, that's right, right. you know. And, right. and, 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 that's and right. yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it's, it's kind of like you know, how did they act out in terms of the stories that we saw that were being told? You know, like something's interesting. that someone told tell me one time about I'm mean, gonna say this with some of the projects before, but it's like that was the like those kids who keep who the people who were who were like you know like like under like under ten during the recession. I mean the depression were ones who then, you know, 15 years later, 10, 15 years later, the ones who are now, like, you know, 1950, that's, those are the ones who, who can get cars for the first time. You know, that's, right. That's, right. Like that car, that's the first time that cars were around, you know, like to be bought, like, for people like, mm-hmm. of that era. And it was kind of like, you know, it's interesting to see how they responded, to, like, to that newfound freedom.
2: Well they started they started tricking out those cars and greasing their hair and you, like had, a, you had a car culture. Which yeah, I mean, right. gave us
4: which gave us the drive ins, which yeah. gave us, you yeah. know, these these um these things like well now it's Sonic, but you drive up and get your food and a girl yeah. comes out the roller
0: skates. Everything was they everything
4: you had movies about that culture, you know what right. I mean? So
0: yeah. it just, yeah. Yeah. It's, if, yeah. i yeah, I think you're right. It'd be interesting to see what happens now that these because because now, you know, these kids who are like, some 12 or 13, you know, technically can make a te- technically be making short films on their iPhone. That is reflecting their experience now or the experience when they're yeah. over. Sure. Like, how sure. is that? Cause th- think about if you're like trying to go to prom or if you're 13, right. you know, you know, there's this explosion of like hormones and stuff like that. And, and you, and, and you want to be sexually active and you actually can't At 13, be- bro. what? Yes. What do you
2: mean? Yes, yes. Now, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lost everything in I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to tell you. Yes. <laughs> you were a punk in my neighborhood if you didn't have sex by the time you were pregnant. Oh,
4: my God. So.
0: 13. So, okay. Sorry. 13, 14, 15, Sorry about whatever it, it is. <laughs> like Whatever it is. You have no like. You've got no ability to exercise that at all, you know, because you're like stuck on it. And it's all and and it, and, it's, and we already know that there's an issue with children of that era of like you know like of that cohort because they communicate through electronically anyway. So now there's yeah. a different there's a different level of of them being distanced from yeah, their, since like Chris from the door. For them. But now, yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, it's, it's it's um, it's, it's A sexual crazy. fetish of
3: um, uh, rubber gas masks, I don't if you've ever seen that, but if you put up sex on rubber gas masks, you'll oh, get an God. eyeful.
2: God. Oh,
4: how did we get here? <laughs> 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 I started off talking about <laughs> children and looking into their lens, and here we are with rubber gas masks.
2: <laughs>
3: it's right, because of what Chris just said, it's absolutely right. During the Blitz in Europe, in World War II, this fetish did not exist prior to that. Uh, They had to, everybody had to wear these things in case there was an air raid siren. Every kid, every adult had to have their own personal gas mask, Mm -hmm. right? Just in case, you carry that with you, you have a bag, if you hear that siren, you better put that shit on or you're done, right? But you're also in your uh, puberty at the same time. So a lot of first sex, a lot of first love, was had wearing these fucking masks and as a result the adults that came out of that period many of them hypersexualized a device that was just a life-saving life-saving gear it could have been a parachute theoretically or a particular kind of boots but it was a very distinct and odd thing and the person you love and want to have sex with especially when you're a teenager where really everything is just i want to have sex whether they want to admit that or not, being a teenager is just wow, this is an option. All right, let's keep doing this. Like, um, the amount of that, and now it's a permanent part of the general fetish, sexual fetish notion. I'm guaranteeing you, you're going to be some mask, there's going to be a whole lot of mask wearing sex, uh, coming out of these uh, these yeah. teens and tweens when they're adulthood.
0: Crazy. Yeah, but yeah. But I particularly, if, if, particularly if, like, like if this flares back up in the fall, you know, like the yeah. it comes back up, you know, and and there's a stronger lockdown then, then yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, sure. yes, yeah, that's adorable.
4: Well, that, that's for a particular audience. That's for sure. That's for a very particular audience. But again. again I mean, <laughs> I think
2: just, it sounds like it sounds like something Jordan Peele could get away with. Like he could write a cool. Based on this. I'm just saying. It happen.
4: And, you know, speaking of Jordan Peele, here's another idea. I mean, everyone's got these masks on around here, like. Wouldn't, I mean, I found myself, like, I always feel like when I put this mask on, I go into stores, I always feel like some low-level, like, type ninja. Like, I'm just going to go in here. I got my mask on, I'm just going to go in here and, like, just beat the shit out of people and start slicing them up. And I'm like, well, you could do a horror movie also. And oh, yeah. Like Not talking about the pandemic, but talking about the fact that you can't identify who the fuck did what if everyone's wearing a freaking mask. So, if someone comes yeah. in and stabs up a bunch of people and just walks the fuck out, it's like... All right. how do you discern who that was? I mean, there's just, well, there's different ways to explore, I guess what our point being is like different ways to explore the pandemic, but don't have to be so on the nose about it. Well, see, know,
1: was
0: just, this, 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 this was interesting, right? This interesting, right? So, so the other day I was in the store and, and um, I, and I had to check my phone for something and I'm, you know, it's got the damn face recognition. Face ID. Yeah. And it couldn't read my face because no. I had to <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to pull this down now or, What's gonna happen? No, just type shit? in your code. Yeah, I know, I, yeah, but you know what? I've been touching shit in the store at,
4: and- Oh, you, you, know, you don't have your gloves on. You gotta have the gloves on.
0: I have my gloves, but I
2: was like, do I wanna touch my phone after I've touched it. I was like, I have to wait. <laughs> have to wait. wait, wait. Here's, another thing. Here's another thing that happened. I don't know if I told you this, Chris, <clears throat> like about a week after the whole thing happened, because I still come to my office, I'm here in my office now, like every day, right? Mm-hmm.
3: You're a brave man, sir.
2: Scott bought us a bunch of um, bandanas—a bunch of different red, purple, green, yellow, blue—and <clears throat> I was—I'm always very subconscious about that. But for some reason, I put on my purple bandana, and we wear it long ways, so it looks like 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 the gangsters be wearing it. You know what, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I throw my signs up and shit. i with
3: it. i with it. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. This is the right song. This is right
2: And I'm driving in my Torino down Third Street, about to make a left on on La Brea. to oh And uh, I swear before God, four cholos roll up. They probably were heading east. I don't know because I was heading east, and they roll up, and I'm looking straight with my mask on, hey. and, and I'm like, cholo with shit. your Shit! Oh shit! And all of them are like looking like no. This Let's <laughs> get too far. No, the fool like, where are he from? And finally, the driver, who was the older one, clicked that I was driving Starsky and Hutch's car. So I'll kill like, you, oh. Jeff. No, he was like, oh, <laughs> Starsky, like that. And then the other dudes, but they were at first like, who's this fool? Like, they were doing this. Like, like who the fuck oh. is this fool? First, and then the older guy was like, wait a minute. Nah, he, 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 he driving like, you know, whatever. I yeah. picked it up and uh-huh. I was just wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Thank God. So I literally got to my office. I took the thing and I threw it in the trash. I took a t-shirt over my face when I drove home and drove like that. And I told my husband, "I'm not going outside till like, I get a real mask. I will uh-huh. never wear those bandanas again." <laughs> you like that. It freaked me out. I was like I was it was it was going through that whole. I could have been an innocent victim for no reason mm-hmm. just cuz I was wearing yeah. Mm-hmm. welcome Without, to you know, Brown. <laughs> well, yeah. but that's the stuff that we have to worry about that you know I see white people everywhere with different color bandanas on you know covering their faces up, but they don't have to think about that. We do right. because you yeah, know are we are you know
3: it's a, I mean, you call it a luxury, right like I think privilege has got is it, like a loaded term, but it's the luxury of distance from an issue. Right There's a whole lot of things, and I say everybody exhibits, everybody has some privilege. I'm a man. There's a whole bunch of shit I don't have to think about. That's a privilege. There's just a whole bunch of shit I don't have to, I never would think about unless a woman brought it up. Oh, wow, yeah, I guess that's true. It doesn't mean I'm doing anything negative to the women. I'm, I think, a pretty decent guy. But is just a whole part of life, whole big parts of just being out in the world amongst other humans that I never consider, just never crossed my mind. Right? right? That's privilege. That is the definition of a privilege. It is an, an extra thing that is off my plate. That's privilege. So there's, no loaded, there's nothing loaded about it, right? Um, but when you start talking in those terms, there's a whole bunch of people like, well, you're talking about me, you getting mad at me, talking, I'm not doing something. Like, nobody's calling you that, but you have to understand how our society works. You can't fix it if you don't understand how it works.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. No, for sure. So, as, as yeah. we as we start to wrap this up, what's 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 next for everybody? I know there's some things you can't talk about or whatever, but what things you can talk about, like what's? I'll, I'll start since I didn't even talk about what I'm doing at all, and then we'll okay. go around and then we'll end. Um, I mean, I got a lot of things going on right now. I'm actually just as busy as I was when this whole thing is actually more busy. You know, shocking than when it started. <laughs> But, but
4: I mean, I would be careful, Hilliard, because it's like, you, I mean, sometimes we need to s- slow down a little bit. That's what I, I've learned. I, I've taken this- I, I took one day off. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, I found that like, I mean, I, you know, you burn the candle at both ends. You can do that for so many years. And, yeah. you know, I've always like been full throttle my whole life, like, you know, for years. And then what I'm finding with this pandemic is like, that's not going to work. I mean, just for me personally, that's not going to work for me right now. Right now, less is more is what I'm finding. So I'm, you know, just. But anyway, whatever works for you. So, but I mean, it's just like if well, you find that you. I'm can't I'm very disciplined,
2: do, though. So oh, and I'm not. I, I still have my. <laughs> <not, I'm not laughs> just hear me out. I, I, I'll get to that in a moment. I'm not I'm not accusing you of anything. I, I'm trying to tell you that. I am. I oh, shut up. But for me, I only work from like twelve to five or six. So it's it's just the window, but it's every day. You know what I mean? And for me, if I don't, it's like not going to the gym, I feel like shit. You know, so I'm not going to the gym, so I'm here working out in my office every day. But here's the irony. I was telling Chris this the other day, I actually feel more bigger and muscular now than when I was going to the gym every day. Mm. Because <laughs> I'm more, I have to concentrate more. I'm usually cheating with the machine that I'm using, so mm. to speak. But now I have to... Uh, it,
3: you have to actually do it. Right. actually
2: tighten to crunch those muscles when I'm doing my crunches, as opposed to using a crunch machine. You know what right. I mean? Whatever it is. So it was, it was making it easier for me to go in there for 30 minutes and walk out the door. Now I have to concentrate on that 30 minutes and make it really work. Mm-hmm. You
3: know? I so, think, Lenel, makes a the point. There's a lot of chatter certainly in our Twitter sphere about how everybody's being like hyper creative and this is the time to really like... Burn in and do all your script work and get those perfect things done, and so when the when the door opens, we can hit the floor. I'm like, guys, come on! Like, life has got enough pressure on you right now. If that's your nature and you fall into that automatically, yeah. But don't feel like like you're slacking if you don't. Don't feel like yeah. you're letting anyone down, especially right. yourself. You're not letting anybody down by not writing the great American whatever the fuck.
4: And you know, right. I mean, there's the thing. I mean. You won't write a damn thing in the future if you don't take care of yourself now. So self care is like important. Yeah. You know, and I know sometimes yeah. we don't prioritize
2: so, that or whatever. And our mental health is important too. Let me just finish Chris before you before you jump in So
1: go.
2: so I, I agree with, with, with all that. I'm just somebody who has to do stuff. It's just who I am. Yeah. So yep. so that's 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 all. But instead of coming here at 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, I've moved it to like noon. You know what I mean? So I have given myself more of a break and I'm taking my time slower to write the things that I'm doing. You know, even though I have four things going on, they all are getting like an hour here and there, an hour here, as opposed to like, boom, I got to put, you know, right. a whole week. Usually I got, I got a week, I got to write something, boom. And now I'm like over a month, I'm slowly writing this thing, but there's just four of them at a time. So I right. set aside one and go to the other. I work out for two minutes and I start the other thing. You know what I mean. So I'm just keeping up pace, but I'm but I feel like I'm getting so much done because I am slowing down. You know what I mean. It, mm-hmm. But but it's st- I'm still just as busy and more because now I'm actually I'm actually able to do them all as opposed to focusing on one. I'm able to just slow down and get them all. And I don't feel stressed about having to have them ready by May third. You know what I mean? Don't you think that's, now,
3: the, that's the key? That's the key word, though, right? You don't feel stressed. Yeah. I think no. a lot of our, I think a lot of our That'd life is writer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I
2: good. think a lot of
3: our writer writer life, especially in Los Angeles, there was a big little, there was a little thing that puffed up between writers of prose and writers of screen, on Twitter a while back, and and there's a difference. Um, our pace is crazy fast, Mm -hmm. there's always in a pressure cooker, there's always a sense of, you know, somebody else got something I wanted, therefore it's all over for me, and all of this other shit. It isn't really like that, but it feels like that. So the tendency is, in situations like this, to feel more stress. I think both of you are saying basically the same thing. That stress is a ghost. It's not real. It's just something you're doing to yourself. And if you have a day where your feet are up and you're playing video games all day, that is not a wasted day. If,
1: right. you know,
3: he'll be like, uh, you know what, maybe not 9 a.m. Maybe noon is fine. That's not a waste of those three hours. It's just that's yeah, what just he needs. I'm just
0: taking my right time now. now. I'm not right. in the All right. So, so there's three things I want to say about that is that, one, all these people are trying to work really hard now because they have this free time to write, and you know, as writers, you're always like, God, I wish I just had these extra two hours a day to, or two, like, free hours to get my work in. Yeah. The only thing is, is that you know, like, I was doing that for about the first two or three weeks, when we were, you know, in 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 March, and then I realized that it's like, you know, I'm not, I can't make myself work at a different pace. Now that you know, like, I'm not taking as many meetings, you know, and the thing is, is is that if I was trying to churn out a lot more work, because it's like, well, shit, you know, whatever. I mean, look, there's still the process of, I gotta write it, I gotta let it sit for a week, I got people who've got to read it, I've got to think about what they're saying, I gotta come back and and go 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 through the stuff like that. That the the process I do to get my work to that razor sharp level. Is not gonna be sped up because the world slow- the world is kind of slowed down, and I feel that to me I think a lot of people are lying about how much creativity they're getting done on, on <laughs> you know like on Twitter. Like, next you know because I feel that they they, feel that they have to they want to say something and they, they want to f- and there's that sense of guilt like you were saying like Jeff about oh I gotta I gotta work I gotta work I gotta work I mean look you know I made a, a pact with myself. And At the end of January, I said, I'm not going to write another TV pilot this year. I'm going to write two feature films. I'm not going to worry about television. I, I did that last year, the year before, and I let the feature stuff, you know, like kind of uh, drift away. But I had this great movie idea, which I've told you about Hillary and I told you mm-hmm. about the tattoos. And it's like, fuck <laughs> that. I, it, it, you know what? And the thing that was great for me is right before the break, I mean, this pandemic, I got people who were like, I got money for that. And I've been talking to them throughout the break. And they're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, man, we're we're still interested. Just let's get this going. I was like, this is giving me the freedom to let it breathe in a way and to Mm -hmm. think about it in a way without the kind of pressure that I would have put on myself or to worry about I got to go to this meeting with so and So, you know, to me, I'm not sure how you guys are, but it's like the days I have meetings, that day is shot creatively, you know, like, like, I can't, I can't. Do stuff before the meeting because I'm prepping. I'm thinking about the meeting, and when it's over, it's like the pressure of the meeting has dropped off. And I'm like, you know what? I might spend an hour late at night if I want to stay up late at night to work on something creatively. That's just that, that's just that's just like that's to me how, how 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 much pressure there is like in the meeting for for me. it for everybody. So to me, it's it's like look, I, there's great stuff I want to work on, but I'm saying to myself, I gotta let this wait. Have to let certain things wait because I don't just want to like be burning myself out right now on so much on so much material. You know that, that I could be doing. You know, and there's stuff that I'm I'm lucky to have the free time so I could do this work on the short. I mean, on the short because because that that because finding that missing those two missing clips mm-hmm. like would have been fucked if I was doing my regular time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> um,
3: and, and
0: also, I just been like, I don't know what else. I, I mean, like I, part of it was thinking. To myself, oh yeah, there's there was three master drives, and I remember last time there was a problem with everyone getting getting copies when they were editing. So okay. that's something that if I, we were going at like a, at like breakneck pace, I might have going to think back about what it was and, and make the solution as quickly as it was. I still had to go back and through all the footage, mm-hmm. but it's you know I mean I I I definitely agree with what Linnell was saying about this you know, like pace yourself, do the thing. I mean, look, look. I've finally been able to like to really get like a exercise routine done, like and keep that schedule. Because that was right. for the last three or four years. That's the it was the easiest <laughs> thing for me to break was I don't want to work out today. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <I> just, I'm <laughs> not gonna do it. You know, I just and you know, and the thing is, is that the, the minute that happens, like two, the minute that happens, like two days, in a, like two days in a week, you basically fucked everything that you've been doing for the last month. Right, you know, you're like oh, I'm screwed. I'm screwed now. So mm-hmm. you know, and sh- so 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 so
4: that
3: shit would always kind of mess with me. Um, and I got to
4: work really out like, today. Y- y- <laughs> I still have to do my workout later. So you yeah, know, right? Yeah,
0: you not, you can.
4: So. and it's plan it's plank day today, and I'm not looking forward to plank day, but it is what it is. You know. Uh, <laughs> oh shit.
3: I-, I haven't started that. I'm I'm not looking forward to it already. I know it's going to be awful, uh, <laughs> but I'm doing it.
4: Little, yeah, the other it. thing yeah, i add on, do I, I don't know what Chris is saying, is um, also what I've realized in this time, yeah, I'm I'm working on a feature right now, but mm. it's, it's like, you know, I don't have any real, you know, I've really loose targets and goals with it, you know, um, just trying not to stress myself out, because I can be super type A, and really, like, gotta get it done, get it done, and I'm like, now's not the time for that. Um, right. Because we went, not only are we in a pandemic... But what's coming to light that we have an administration that doesn't, are well not coming to light, we've already, already right. known, but our administration doesn't mm-hmm. care about the human beings. It cares about corporations. And then we have black men getting shot in the street for jogging. And, oh, by the way, we wouldn't have known about that had someone not leaked the video. Like, they were right. keeping this all under. It's just, there's a lot of stuff happening. And, you know, we're losing, like Andre Harrell died the other day. And, you mm-hmm. know, um, Little Richard, we're losing. You just, it's just a lot going on. Right. So what yeah. I've tried to do is, and Hilliard, you were helpful in this regard, is like, so um, seeing what I can do to help others. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm doing that get it made thing that you referred me for. So to help, help mentor some other writers. And then someone just emailed me actually yesterday asking me, hey, um, you know, there's a, there's a sci-fi short film festival. Can you be one of the judges? And I'm mm-hmm. going to write back and say yes, because I'm in the year of yes.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So, Yes.
4: People ask me to do things, I'm saying yes with caveats. Don't don't ask <laughs> me no don't ask me for any mask sex or any weird shit like that, because that's gonna be a no.
1: Wow.
3: Wow. I'm not promoting it, I'm describing it.
2: wait, 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 what? wait, wait, I thought you were gonna say yes to some shit. Whatever what?
3: get out of your comfort zone. You know what? You know what? I'm, yeah, setting, I'm setting you against a man.
4: Card, no, unless, <laughs> you need, unless your name is Chris Evans, then all right.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> okay. get it yeah. everywhere. I women bring them up in the middle of nothing just to let everyone know, in case you know Chris, if you ever talk to Chris, you know <laughs> you can get it,
2: right? <laughs> no, no, Nobody knows this man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, out. Now. I'm trying to do by what the way, that? Sorry, Richards, By the way, what's up? Sorry, Rich. By the way, Latoya Morgan hit me the other day about being an adjunct, adjunct instructor. Is that what they call it? Adjunct. adjunct Am I yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. We don't have those in the project. Um, for shut up, Jeff. For AFI for their AFI um, conservatory. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna start that next week. Week. Wow. Just for a that. couple. Just for a couple weeks. So, yeah, I'm just, just helping them with their pictures and stuff like that. That's okay. awesome. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be yeah cool. I
4: mean, if you can do that kind of stuff, that keeps your brain active. And I always find, or, or I had someone send me their script to read, and you read it and you give them some thoughts. You know, I mean, I'm just trying to like, you know, find other ways. Again, the feminine energy, find ways to support others during this time as best I can. And not just make it all about me, 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 my shit, my universe. You know, Because that's what's got us to the point where everyone is just like, I'm the priority, fuck everyone else. And that, oh, that, that, yeah. that, that doesn't get us to the we that Jeff has been talking about this whole time. It, sure. it, and it will never get yeah. us there.
2: So. That's, That's right. right. That's That's right. right. Indeed. And then the, the next thing I'm looking forward to is, um, you know, we Chris and I, we did this this web series. We shot two episodes. <clears throat> so we have you know, a bunch of venues where we can go out with it now. So I um, know I was talking. I haven't talked to you about this, Chris, but I was talking to my manager about getting us set up at Quibi. Um, that was my next question. Yeah, what
3: And do you uh, guys so think he, about?
2: Yeah, he actually knows one of the one of the the executives over there, so nice. we could probably okay. get something hey. set up there. So <clears throat> I got the idea talking with Willie, one of the exec producers, the other day that we need to we need to get the other scripts going right. You know, so let's start a writers' room. You know, so I put, I put together a whole thing we could do so we could organize a writer's room with, with the team that we have. And so we could be ahead on these scripts, you know, by the time we by come time out. Time sure. So Genius. we need to be ready. You know what I mean? We need at least eight of them. We can't have two and be like, we have a show. We got to have, we got to right. be ready.
1: You know what I mean? Right. Especially
2: for a web series, it'd just be like an hour's worth. You know what I mean? Right. So anyway, so we're, we're going to start that next week. You know. I can't you know. wait to see this.
3: Thing. This is going to be great.
2: It looks Awesome. Listen, Chris did a Chris did a good job for one uh, day. So. We, I'm proud of you, Chris. You did some good shit in that. You did some good shit. And then, then, then he had to be the post supervisor at the same time. Because <laughs> hey, yeah, apparently you know, it happens. Jesus but you Christ. learned you learned a lot though, didn't you? See? No, so. it's not. Easy.
1: Oh, look, 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 here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I do not want to do all this anyway because I mean, because
0: I've done it before. I just oh, knew right, right. I had to do it. I don't like. It's just like goddamn <laughs> <haven't, laughs> I'm do this too. I'm gonna do this too. Cause it's I, mean, because it's I mean, look. But but I will say I will say there are like a bunch of things that that I learned about you know working in the you know 4K space that that I hadn't done before. Um, there's there's just a, a a lot of things that I think a, like a lot of filmmakers could make their life easier in terms of, like, how they want to handle posts. You know, like, different codecs, different ways, mm-hmm. you know, to work with proxy files so you can, you know, so you can edit faster, you know, but the still at the 4K size of the image. There's a bunch of things I learned just to say, okay, how do I make this work for me? Because, you know, like, I don't have the cutting-edge computer. Mm-hmm. I have the software about the computer to run that stuff like that. And I was like, okay, but you know what, I can't be the only person who who, who has this bottleneck. So how do I make that work? You know, and then you just, you know, and, and you read about a different thing, you know, like I always wanted to know more about like how the color space works when you're working on, you know, these this, the digital video files, because this, you know, there's things that you do when you, like so much of my career and understanding is like how you shoot on film and, you know, and how that works. And it's only recently, in the last four years, that I've been working on the the, the, the digital projects and the di- digital acquisition. And there's some stuff that translates. There's some things that because I have that knowledge, it helps me under, It helps me like do things differently. That I realize that younger people who are working solely in digital, you know, don't know about. You know, th- they don't understand. Sounds um, like
2: another episode. I mean, it sounds like something we could talk about. That's good. That's yeah. Mean,
0: you know, because, I mean, I mean, look, like the main thing I was telling you before when we were doing we were doing the production for mm-hmm. me with the, these kids who were in the second camera did not know what to do when the follow focus didn't work. So, and I was kind of like, motherfuckers. Yeah, you know what? There was a hundred <laughs> years of cinema. that <laughs> had no follow focus. Oh, How shocking. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you're claiming that you're a fucking ac and don't, and don't know how to like work the camera barrel you know like the lens barrel that was just disheartening to me very disheartening to me well like, that's, a whole, that's a
4: whole that's a whole nother conversation about this this and not to always be like the younger generation and we're all so old but because i don't feel old but like i've noticed that also with you know when you have a, a director of photography who doesn't understand what the line is and keeps right. jumping it and i'm having to no, correct i'm having to no, make these no. corrections on the day and it's those young kids they go to these i don't know where they, these film schools or whatever and they're they're teaching them how to turn the camera on but it's like you no, know, you have to think about geog- geography you have to think about right. how it's going to cut together um yeah. Yeah, it just, yeah it just it just there's a lot i found some, re- some real gas
2: Real gaps. Yeah. You
3: get to be a DP and not know where the line is. That's insane to me.
2: Uh. Uh, apparently
3: that's a whole other episode as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Because yeah. here's the thing. If that's my
2: title, uh. I'm,
0: I'm having you replace immediately. You got to go.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? We, we interviewed um, Anthony Sparks from last week's episode <clears throat> Me and Chris And of uh, Queen Sugar The showrunner And he was talking about When he's staffing now It's at a point now Because the way that Writers are being You know Moved up You know um, um, When they get their bumps <clears throat> He said He said he has to like Double and triple check Sometimes his supervising producers To make sure that they know How to do certain things Because They got their credit Because they were just on a show And just kept moving up but they didn't really do the actual work of a supervising producer. There are you know two what times, I mean? Right.
3: mean? Right. I'm just, I'm taking the title and the check, and then there's a showrunner that wants you to learn how to do it, because right. God forbid they got to step away, you know, and I was talking about that earlier. Um, another part of the, the, the co-EP's job is when the showrunner has to step away, uh, the co-EP's job is to keep shit running, so that if well, let's say we're um, Courtney Campbell, Greg Berlanti, you got nine fucking shows up. You know, you're not going to be in that room every minute. you need to be able to say to your number two, here's what I want and trust right. your back, go do your other thing. And that number two, when the writing staff's like, what does the boss want? Well, the boss wants this. Here's what we're doing. They've got to be confident that you're actually speaking the truth, right? Um, to just styles, I guess. For right. sure. Cool. Things move Go fast. Up. They move too yeah. fast. It's always now, right? That's why they don't know where the line is and how to turn shit on. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the labor saving device is the only device they've ever known. So yeah. they're like, why? What, well, what did you do? You
4: know? We've gotten past this concept of like moving up and learning at each level, this concept of apprenticeship, everything. Everyone just want, everyone wants everything to happen so fast. I need the money to happen oh. fast. I need the titles to happen fast. It's like, no, there's a reason why you need to slowly sort of know what each person is supposed to do. By the time you hit surprise and producer. Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't be scared to go to set. You should you should yeah. know the ends and you shouldn't be. You know, lacking in these areas. Supervise, in other words, supervising in front. You should be the (laughs) one telling me the you know lower levels. Hey, here's what here's what the deal is. Not we come to you and you're like, well, I don't really know. Talk to the EP. Talk to the showrunner. You know, you should be that middle management level, or even you know upper or up lower upper middle management level to just say, hey. Uh, you guys you got issues, come to me, don't bother the showrunner. Like, you corral right. all the bullshit. You know? That's, That's why, why the
3: happening. chain of command exists.
4: Of places, you know? Either because the supervising, EP or supervising producer doesn't want to do it or isn't empowered to do it.
3: That's correct. I think, too, and this is not something we've been talking about a lot, but the, a lot of being a manager is sometimes making a hard choice or saying the, look, I'd love to keep talking about this for 30 more minutes, but we've got to do X. Like, you have to be the grown-up, you have to be the teacher, you have to be the, the cop, essentially. And a lot of writing up until those levels is the opposite of that. It's like, I'm going to play, are going to pay me, and we're going to talk about
1: crazy stuff and eat great lunch.
3: You know, and then the bosses will make all the firm decisions, and I just have to do my best. Right. But at some point... You're the cop. You're like, all right, let's rein it in. This is what we're doing. Yeah, that's great, but we're not going to do a come at the Frog episode. It's great. It's funny. But we're not doing that. All right. This is Impossible. What we're doing. So let's get on out of here. Funny. You're great, Brian. But forget all that. We're not doing that. And don't bring it up when I'm not in the room, right? It's hard to be there. If I hear that shit, you pay for it. Don't talk about it anymore. Right? But. um but you have to be comfortable assuming those roles, and you have to sort of have role models going forward, right, to see them doing each one of those stages. You have to have bosses that send you to the set. There's some shows that don't want writers on the set for various reasons, right? Well, well how are you going to learn to produce an episode? And speaking
4: of writers going to set, I mean, we might be in an era coming forward where we haven't talked at all about this in this episode, about production and what that means oh, in the yeah. post-coronavirus world, yeah. you know, it's like... People are going to have to distance themselves to so your camera department, they're handing off lenses, they're handing off equipment, people are um, you know, setting rigs and all this stuff. It's like, how do you do that and maintain social distancing? And then maybe it's a matter of the crews are going to have to maybe be smaller and then it's like a matter of, okay, if you shoot in like, Atlanta or you shoot in New York or you shoot in uh, Vancouver, they don't want some writer from outside of their contained space coming in that might potentially have coronavirus. I mean these are all conversations that we're gonna have so to have.
3: have right, sure. Mobile iPads that sit there in proxy of the writer. I mean it's possible all that's possible, but the basic working this is one of the things I got in an argument with some newbie on the, on Twitter about. If you've been on a set like you just described, the basic working of a set, people are all over each other. Yeah. They just yeah. have to be. Yeah. Shit goes wrong. There's got to be somebody's up and everything. Everybody's touching everything. It's the nature of the thing. So until you come up with a freaking robot that can do all that stuff like that, mm-hmm. don't come up with a robot. I like people. I don't need any more robots. But, um, well, robots can kill us all anyway. We all know this. <laughs> Wait, we don't, we they're don't, not lazy. They're smart. They're just letting us do it. Like um just sitting back drinking that oil, watching us do it.
0: Um
2: drinking
3: that oil. robot drinking that oil. Those bottle type shows like um like a lot of these sci-fi shows which take place on a ship or something like that. Maybe you could do some version of that, because once it's set, it's set, and the rigging's the rigging, what. but even that, I just think it's too problematic, and one thing nobody wants to discuss is, I'm waiting for that first actor. Really? Right. I'm gonna going to show up ahead. on a set? How much you paying me? Who's the
4: this? are the ones that no. have to, after they come out of hair and makeup, you can't put a mask over that. It's done. They're perfection. Yeah. They're flawless. We part. have to get them in front of the camera. So, yep. they're the ones running around with no masks on. So, I mean, I just... I don't know what it's gonna be uh, well, going forward, and I'm trying
3: honestly not not too much to stress myself out about Barry and Iris can't touch each other on the flash. I'm out. Like <laughs> I'm not watching that. I want to see them love each other. You know, they're not gonna be in love from across the room. Everybody's not gonna be in a bubble. Like what the hell? So yeah. I I I don't I don't solution that isn't risking people's lives and ironically the actors would be that it's kind of like a weird version of what the porn industry must have gone through when AIDS was big. Oh yeah, Not to say that it's not, but you know, um, it's our version. There ain't going to be no kissing during the age of the coronavirus, let me tell you that.
2: Well, there's also the thing about, you know, even if you did do the thing where you quarantine your guest stars or whatever and they're at the hotel for two weeks or, you know, whoever it is, you still got room service coming into your office, you know what I mean? You got all these other, you're going
3: I to the gym. What used to take me a 10 days as an actor to show up in Vancouver to do whatever, let's say I'm the big guest star on your show. Right. Now you got to add two weeks to that where I'm just sitting around, right? Mm-hmm. Where, I'm, where, where I prove I don't have, I'm not contagious, basically right? That's right off the plane that I got on to fly wherever I had to fly, that you have no control over. So even if I got on the plane uncorrupted, I might be corrupted when I get off the plane. Exactly. Uh, and whose fault is that person who flew me up there on your dime? Like, it just, it, it just, as soon as you start thinking in terms of, like, from a producer point of view, mm-hmm. y'all better it come sounds, up with a It sounds way more <laughs> expensive. Way, no. way more
2: expensive. Yeah. The- yeah. All that- look,
0: look, 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 it sounds like that every show is going to be Mandalorian Every show is going to be Mandalorian
2: I'm with it that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I have no
4: problem with that I love the Mandalorian
1: uh,
2: Well, thank you I'm guys you. I gotta, anyway. I run. I'm sorry Well, thank you guys for sitting here with us and hanging out for the last couple of hours Appreciate y'all oh. Good to see you guys, you guys are healthy That's a, that's a great thing I see you, Jeff. Dancing in his seat. Tight. I see you. It's time to be all pretty. Look at it. Look at him. I Ain't nobody going to be like We can't all
3: be healed. <laughs> we can't be <laughs>
2: hideous.
3: We can try. We can strive.
2: <laughs> That's so uh, where you at, Linell
4: White? So uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Linnell White, uh, L-Y-N-E-L-L-E-W-H-I-T-E. I do want to give a quick shout out really quick, um, to Javier Griot Markswatch. I hope I pronounced his last name right. Um, Javier was nice enough to, he kind of, hobby, opened his, he kind of opened his, um, his uh, DMS on Twitter and was like, Hey, I'll take meetings with informational meetings with writers. And so, um, he picked me, you know, to you know, just have a one hour conversation with him. And, and last week, um, it was more like a, it, it, you know, it turned into like a therapy session, you know, for uh, not just for me, but for both of us, where we just sort of talked about things that go on in rooms and and dealing with different showrunners and just some of the aspects that are more unpleasant aspects of our business. I came away just feeling so much better about it's myself. I don't know, honestly, like a gentleman and a scholar. Like I was just so gracious for the, t- like I was just so grateful to have the talk. Time and he's just such a gracious person and really uh, knowledgeable and you know and fair you know about his assessment of where we are in, in the TV mm-hmm. business and what's going on. So I just if anyone gets the opportunity if, if he opens his DMs you should jump on the opportunity to just, just chat with chat with the Hobby for a, a you know whatever amount of time he's you know giving the folks.
2: Yeah, speaking of somebody who's giving, that's for sure. Yeah. What, what about you, Jeff Thorne?
3: Me, um, same old, same old. Mom, com or wintermanproject.com Um, as for what I'm doing, I'm kind of in the same, I'm trying to split between the two of you guys. I've been doing a lot of little work for money, mm-hmm. right? Because I contracted to do it. But for my soul, I guess, I've been drawing a lot so I'm putting up a bunch of free comics on webtoons.com, yeah, some cool superhero stuff, stuff some, some fantasy stuff. Just put in Winterman. Go to com and pick up, um, the Winterman project, or just put in Winterman, and it'll show you the four titles I'm running. Um, just for free. Nobody's been charged anything. It's my art, so why would I charge you? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, I'm writing a little bit of stuff here and there, some poems and some things that are not what we normally write, obviously, yeah. for money. It's still a muscle, though. It's still- mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, I think I have to change, change it up anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to sell anything with that. I'm just like, I think... And else speaking to speak it, I think, very strongly is that we can get caught up in the whole, this is what I do, uh, uh, this is my goal, these are all the things I'm striving for, and I'm writing with a purpose and all that kind of stuff. But none of us started that way. We all started because we like it.
2: Mm-hmm. It makes
3: us feel better. We have things in our heads that need to come out. And I think, too, if I'm going to do anything during this period where I can't go to work and all that shit, I'm going to, you know learn to play the guitar not really but in that in the sense of Mm -hmm. uh draw more it makes me feel good to actually draw like my wife pointed this out that it actually Mm -hmm. settles my soul to just be sitting there drawing even if no one ever sees I think that that's a good vibe to cultivate um it's helping me a lot I'm way less stressed now than I used to be um and uh, I, I really am a big fan of not necessarily putting your feet up in that, like, do absolutely nothing way. But on another side, if that's the day, that's the day, mm-hmm. right? If today's the day, I drink a mint julep on the back porch and, and uh, you know, I will never do this, but watch Gone with the Wind. Um, yes. I will literally never do that. But um, um, that's what happens today, and it's okay. Nice. All so, right.
2: Nice for that. What about you, Chris Derek.
0: Well, you know, I got the music video to finish up that we shot on the lockdown. I didn't the first cut yesterday. Don't even yeah, ask,
2: Jeff. Sure. Sure. Don't even ask. Yeah,
0: yeah, Jeff. I'm it's doing something.
2: Not it. Megan the Stallion, I don't care. I,
0: I'm shooting a music video. Wait, what? You know, yeah, I shot a music video like two weeks ago. I just saw. Now, what did Jeff
4: just say? What I'm did you just say?
3: Not Megan the Stallion, I don't care. Megan the Stallion? Megan the Stallion. <laughs>
0: Who's that? Uh, she's
3: a rapper. Oh,
2: okay, right, right. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Sorry, did yeah, get but, the reference. but you know,
0: but you can find me on Instagram, where there might be some photos of the behind the scenes of the music video this week. Uh, That's at unauthorized CBD. I'm obviously on Twitter at the same place. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a comic project that I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I just got some stuff done, finished to go to pitch to my artist. Uh, it's gonna look fucking dope. Like, like Jeff, I found this guy in Italy, whose work looks like a modern day Hugo Pratt. You know? Whoa! Yeah, Holy he shit! Looks, he's dope as hell, and um, he's excited about this project. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. You know, and I'll drop some stuff on that shortly. Um, there's always the, the the screenwritersrr.com website. where there will be new stuff up there? I found this. You know, there's a really, really great uh, this month they did a, there's there's, a, there's some Douglas Sirk films on Criterion Collection his early work when he first came to Hollywood mm-hmm. and the 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 promo of it was an interview with him in German that I'd never seen and I didn't know there was one but I tracked it down on YouTube I'm gonna put that up on the website so you can see that you know he's one of the master filmmakers of the you know of like the uh, the golden age of Hollywood and some really great films like um written on the wind and things like that in the i love how much chris loves movies (laughs) i love how
3: much you love movies i really do i love
0: it so yeah so you know there's going to be more stuff on the website the 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 t-shirts are now sixteen dollars that's worked out um you know to, to get to get them on the website um and, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, so support that, support the Patreon, as always, you know, there's links to that on the website, and, uh, and
2: that's it. We're, we're good. And I'm your host.
3: Sorry. What is that? It's a plane.
2: <laughs> and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. You can follow the show, Screenwriters. RR on Twitter. Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, um, Anchor, whatever you listen to. We're everywhere. You can find us out there and uh, support the show. Subscribe and all that other shit. Also go on our web, Chris.
0: <clears throat> on our Patreon page, which uh, you can find the link on streamwritersrr.com. And you know, put some money up for us. <coughs> I
1: mean,
0: I'm yes, that's a, it's been, it's been a <laughs> time
1: period, but, but, but the I want to <laughs> give a
0: shout out to, to Steve Bagatorian for becoming a, a member recently this month. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Kiana for, for keeping things going yes. and uh, you know, supporting the show. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm happy that everyone who does support the show.
2: That's what's up. That's what's up. Who, um, that's what's going on. Oh, I was gonna say, one thing I recommend. My favorite show on TV right now, it's probably because I'm a gay man, so what the fuck, is um, um, Ryan Murphy's new show Hollywood. Hollywood? It's fucking uh, amazing.
3: Alright.
2: That's the show Not on TV. Right
3: for me. No, I will watch it. I wouldn't go on there, but i will watch it.
2: Dude, Fucker. dude. It speaks to every single person in some way. Straight, gay, black, white, I mean, everybody is in this I was
3: just like, I don't know, I don't generally like things where Hollywood talks about itself, but
2: I yeah. uh, it. Feels I'll like it. it feels really current to what's going on, you know, and they do, you know, a lot of, there's a couple of, um, of course, you know, they got, you know, characters, you know, Rock Hudson and all those people that are in the show, mm-hmm. but there's also some composite characters of characters that they, of course, took and expanded on and just built these relationships and everybody intertwines and is is, is, is joined together in some way. I, I, I watch it. Watching Watching it. I watch it. I watch it. That's for sure. So watch that, everybody. Um. Anyway, everybody joining me. Y'all know how we're doing on the rant room. On this show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2020. 2020. Uh,
0: have a
1: good one, y'all. Later.